0: Fremont says so. Who wants some? God help us. Jesus! God and baby. Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah! Yakuza Kick radio. Help us! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night, Alabama. This is a brotherhood, and we all stick together The Cruiser Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. The shit is bananas, well, this is Mr. Insanity, Toby fine and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Spirited Dragon out of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have to mute You should be listening to it. Jason man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Give a nigga real a that cow, All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but... Now look at that doc, you only. Fuck that. Black is Bullshit, <laughs> man. <laughs> Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you. And fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza, Yakuza. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, J. Cal Morris. Man, it's going to be something, I guess. Uh, we're going to talk about some things tonight. Uh, but yeah, I mean, let's just get off because, man, it's been a minute since I did a show. I always lose track of time and forget, you know, how long it's been. I generally, you know, it's weird now because when I do a show, it's not so, I don't really focus on too much of, um, you know, listenership or I don't really have a goal with the show or anything at this point. Um, I more or less just, like, get some shit off my chest, be able to just kind of put my opinion on shit out there in, in one capacity or another, um, and just just kind of do the thing. I got a handful of people to interact me with me over the show or mention it to me at all. Um, and you know, I appreciate all those people and I wish there was more, but you know, it is what it is and it just, it's pretty casual to me, you know? So after I I record a show, it's almost like, okay, I got that done. I'm good for a while. And then like, you know, you lose track of time and work's been a lot, you know, because um, I got some like ringworm stuff going on there. So I had to isolate my whole roaming area. So I, I had to take, you know, 13 cats and separate 13 cats clean now dog crates full of these cats every day, you know, 13 dog crates and, um, you know, then medicate the whole room, you know, for ringworm because it's only two of them that have it. But, um, you know, as preventative because it's very expensive to run diagnostic tests. Um, So when you send out like a test for a ringworm or something like that, you know, the cost can be very heavy, especially if you're doing, you know, times 10 times 13. So sometimes the treatment um, is a better way to jump ahead of things if you know exposure is going to be on the heavier side. So the first thing was to isolate them all, which is again, you know, a little difficult. So I got my my initial 21 cages plus another, now you know 13. Um, well, actually it's 13 cats in there, but I have um 11 cages because I have three in one spot. But uh, but yeah, it's it's just been a lot. So it's been hustling, hustling all day, you know, coming home doing a thing with the kids, you know, getting dinner going, checking on all the animals, getting uh, them fed and all that. And then, you know, by the time you wind down I'm either gonna be training and then going to bed or I'm just kinda chilling, you know. So uh it's just I lose track of time with with getting to actually do the show, so long way around to get back to that. But anyway. Um Super Bowl. Uh yeah man, I mean the fucking Rams won obviously. Um, wasn't what I wanted, but I'm happy for Matt Stafford, at least initially. I never thought he was a dickhead until <laughs> he walked away from that chick that like broke her back on T V. <laughs> he turned around like not fucking with that today. Just won the Super Bowl. After all these years I'll be motherfucking damned if I'm on the ground with this chick. I'm not an EMT, I'm a Super Bowl champion. <laughs> he walked he walked away like she didn't exist. Um that was funny. Um but, yeah, I, I don't have any other love for the, the Rams. So, um, at least they'll be a little less hungry next year. Uh, maybe some people will retire. I, I doubt it. I think the majority of the team's going to come back. They'll probably lose some pieces in free agency and things like that, especially once you win a Super Bowl. I mean, everybody's stock goes up. So, I think the the Rams will be a – I mean, and, and we owned them last year, even with what they are. That's That's the part that's the most painful about that shit. It's because we own that team all all fucking year. Beat them six times in a fucking row. Three fucking seasons in a row we beat these cats, like, without them touching us. We meet up in the fucking NFC Championship game, and we let the fucking game go, and then they won won the fucking Super Bowl. Against a team that we also beat during the season. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) it's a rough one, but it is what it is, you know? You win some, you lose some. Hopefully, next year is going to be our shit. Um, who knows what the fuck goes on with the quarterback, with either Brady or because um, I, I feel like it's either going to be Tom Brady or it's going to be um, fucking uh, Trey Lance. Uh, I don't. I don't really see any other options coming to the table unless Jimmy completely restructures to a lower amount because we got to be able to pay Debo and and Boza, and I think the money is in Jimmy's contract sitting there. So it's it's pretty much a done deal that Jimmy's going to be gone unless some different money shit happens with him. And then maybe they renegotiate to get, uh, you know, trade learning a little better or whatever, but that's going to be what it's going to be. Um, super bowl halftime. That was wild, man. I mean, just the scene of, of those cats out there. I mean, that is just fucking awesome. Um, I hated the lip syncing though. I'll tell you straight up. Like, I don't know why I, I, there's no bashing of that shit at all. Like, that shit is crazy as fuck, like, lip-syncing is whack for that shit, like, I, I can't even, um, yeah, that, that shit is, uh, to me, it looked ridiculous, the lip-syncing was, like, blatantly obvious, but again, like, the experience of Snoop and Dre and M and 50 and, you know what I mean, and, and Mary, all, all up there at halftime, I mean, that shit is unbelievable, that's so groundbreaking, and for LA with Dre, I mean, and Snoop, that's that's fucking unbelievable. I mean, I, I, I'd i take that shit a hundred times just because of what it was. But again, the lip-syncing didn't need to be. I don't know why the fuck they need to hang 50 Cent upside down when he's on the heavier side either, because um, that shit, like, 50, that's the thing. I'm not worried about a 50, because 50, you've seen him get down to, like, crackhead weight for a roll and then bulk the fuck back up for his next album. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you know, like, this oh 50s looking a little fat is going to turn to holy shit fifty's jack because like that's how he rolls like he'll he'll tighten the fuck up when he needs to guaranteed whatever he's looking like right now is probably tied to his role because that dude like he seems to really get get himself exactly where he needs to be whether it's like small I don't know what the fuck movie that was or what it was but all of a sudden it was like oh shit he's 50 dying and then it's like oh now nah, he has this role and shit and next thing you know he was like back up to weight so yeah, it's it's wild but um but yeah, I don't know why they had to do all that with him, but uh I know the video and shit. It it ain't back in the day you <laughs> know. Motherfucker it ain't back in the day, but you don't hear me though. Um but yeah, dope shit. Love it. Um What's that? Um let me see what else I got. Oh, Conway's new album, not not good, man. To me it's too laid back. It's like um yeah, just it feels like cruise control, you know what I mean, like, he was so hungry before, like, there was so much, like, that KD track, like, that type of fucking energy, like, like, he was coming at motherfuckers, like, he was definitely all gas, like, that dude was definitely bringing that shit, like, there was no maybes about, like, yo, is this guy, like, gonna be competitive, like, every one of his verses against his own band, like, he even said in, in interviews, he was like, yo, He's like, if I'm on the verse with somebody, I- I'm gonna try to outdo them every time, even if it's my brother and my whoever, like that's how he rocks. So you would expect that aggression, that, that intensity. And this one just seemed laid back like you know, like wedding Conway and shit, like you know, when like the chick would get married to a dude and then she'll get fat as soon as she gets married. It's like this it seems like what Conway did on this album. I mean I you know He's crazy fucking talented, so I think he'll bounce right back. I think the next album would just be fucking crazy. He'll probably put out a mixtape that's better than the shit he just put out on Shady. So, it is what it is, and, like, that, um, what fucking tracks did I like on that? Um, there was a couple. Let me see if I can find them real quick. Uh, if I can't find them real quick, I'll I'll leave it alone. Here we go. Um, that John Woo flick, that shit is dope. Um, Piano love's dope, but like that, it's been out for a while. And like when I put that up against some of the other like classic classics that I've been playing for like a, a long time now, like his older shit that I'm still is still in the playlist. Piano love kind of I skip over that sometimes. It doesn't it doesn't come through the way the other ones do sometimes. Um, God don't make mistakes isn't bad, but that's pretty much it. It's just those three for me and the only one that's going to stay in the playlist for any length of time i think is John Wu flick and that's you know that's about it so um yeah it, to me it was it was whack um KRS's new shit was surprising like you know KRS like he got too preachy and shit every every one of his fucking albums he was trying to teach you something and i i ain't here to learn and i mean i'm here to rock this fucking music i'm here to hit these fucking weights and, and you know what i mean for you to get me hyped out this bitch like i'm just gonna yeah you know i mean i'm just gonna conquer this shit no matter what the fuck's in front of me that's like the mentality you don't, you don't want to hear about like you know this is the shit that happened back in in germany in 1985 and then from there it turned on to this and that like dude, you're breaking down to, like historical lessons and scientific compounds and shit like this and i i don't got time for that bro like I feel like I, I need, like, a backstory or fucking cliff notes to catch up with what the fuck are you even talking about, like, you know, and, and even if, like, you're saying some shit I can understand, which, you know, most of the time you can understand it, but it's like, I don't, I'm not here to, like, think that hard about it, you know what I mean, like, there's some, like, they, they've said in interviews, too, Um, I think I was listening to, I think it was Big Daddy Kane who was doing it, but he was saying, like, KRS has always been a battle rapper, you know, like, He's that type of cat that could really come at you. You know? So again, that's that's the intensity I look for. Obviously, same, you know, you see the theme with Conway and and what I'm looking for out of him, it's the same shit. I need that aggressive fucking street rap. That boom back. You know, that that just hard-hitting shit. And I feel like KRS came back with that shit in this one. I don't know if it's cuz Big Daddy Kane definitely fucked his ass up on the um on the verses. But, I mean, he came back on this shit like, yo, like, let me show you something real quick. And, and I think a good, like, half that fucking album is, is fucking rockable. Like, you you can put on, I mean, especially you start right from the start. And, like, uh, the beginning, raw hip-hop, crazy. Like, I'm just reading down the the thing. But a lot of that shit is, is hard. So, I don't know. I would check that shit out. Like, far so, far more so than the Conway at the moment, you know. I'm still waiting on um, Ferris Blusa's new shit to come out because that's gonna be fucking crazy. He keeps hyping it, and I, and I know his style, man. He's he's a bad motherfucker, so um, that shit that shit's gonna go hard. Um, all right, let's get into these these others. Uh, Gauge Silver. Um, this this is you know this is kind of the developing story because you know that type of shit like you don't want to ever go too hard of, you know, uh, calling somebody gone or lost when they're on the harder side of things. You also don't want to be too celebratory, you know, on the mend. It puts a lot of pressure on things, you know. Um, I think from what I've seen, Gage is working a lighter schedule. He's heavier now, so something has changed with him physically. and, And, you know, obviously, you know, gaining all the weight, he doesn't look like, oh, I'm in great shape. But in the same token, if that shit was keeping him thin then he's looking fantastic. You know what I mean? And old school gauge fat like that that was you know that was the better gauge as far as I'm concerned. So I you know, I ain't mad at that neither. I, I mean he could he could definitely fuck people up that way and, and look imposing and, and be gauge. It's the intensity really. Like regardless of what size he is, gauge comes with that intensity when he feels like gauge. You know? I don't know if um if that other shit, you know, makes it harder to control that type of thing, like if you bring that intensity in, like can you, can you pump the brakes to not really legitimately kill motherfuckers out there, or, or if it's just like hard to get to that intensity because you're on the shit. I don't really know like the, uh, the struggles he's dealing with when he was on that, but um, it seems like he's he's doing better. It seems like the work schedule is going to be lighter. Because, you know, he's only working one out of every so many GCW shows. And some of them he's on commentary and shit but just not, you know, working. But his commentary is so much more um, – I know we're talking about the Gage here, but, you know, his his commentary is so much more intelligent. Like, because he, he's on there, like, you know, talking about shit. Like, like, actually talking about it. A lot of Gage's while fucked up commentary is just saying the same shit over and over and, like – barely reacting to some stuff that you should be reacting to and just you could tell he's like checked out he's he's part of him's there and he's got those catchphrases he's that you know pull string gauge that just says that handful of fucking phrases when you pull the string you know and uh you know where's my gang you know and just do the, the whole fucking thing and dk all fucking day you know but uh he's got like those handful of things but you know when gauge is okay He's got a lot more to say. And that's um you know, that that's a comforting thing to see the, him be on a show and to be coherent and, and fuck if he needs to be not working, not working. I know when, when I said that initially it was oh J Cat's a fucking hater. Everything's J Cat's a hater. We'll we'll bring out a a couple of those stories today. But, you know, the thing with Gage is like, oh, J-Cat's a hater, whatever, because he says, you know, maybe, maybe if Gage needs to not work to get himself better, oh, I'll fucking die before I don't get in this ring. Ra- okay, and fucking settle down. You know what I mean? Like, you're a fucking pussy if you think I'm not going to wrestle. Okay, I'm a pussy. Okay, cool. And, and now you're fucked up. You know what I mean? So, if it takes him not wrestling to fucking get himself better, I'll reiterate, but, uh, you know. Now now it seems like that's the that's the road he's traveling. Which is fantastic. Um, so it seems like things are going well and I hope they continue to go well. I you know, um huge fan. I, I can't support the bullshit. So when it comes to that type of stuff, you know, obviously you're not gonna uh see me waving a flag or screaming M D K or any of that bullshit. But uh you know, I I'm a huge fan. And if he's if he's trying, I'm fucking, I'm on his team. You know, anytime people are, you know, caught up in that addiction shit, um, you know, because I've been there. But I don't have like a, I don't have like a, what is that, empathy? Uh, to a certain extent, you know, it's like, if someone's trying, I- I'm fucking rooting for you. I don't go fuck how bad you're doing or how, how hard it is or... or um, you know, how slow your progress is, or whatever the case is, if you're trying in any facet, you know, I'll, I'll fucking end, you, you want to reach out, I can I, I try to help you, you know, I can try to, you know, even be someone to talk to, whatever, like, Regardless, and I'm not talking about, like, Nick Gage specifically. I'm talking in general. I'm not like, oh, please, Nick, call me. I don't don't want to talk to anybody. But I'm saying, like, you know, if someone was going through something and saying, look, man, I seen you went through this shit. Like, how'd you, you know, this? And it's not just about asking me or anything like that. I'm just saying I'm rooting for you if you're trying. If you're not, if you're gonna play the denial shit, no, I'm okay, and fuck you, and uh, you don't know what you're talking about, and all that bullshit. When you can clearly see a train wreck, then then I'm gonna be the one making fun of you on the fucking podcast because now you're treating it like a joke. So if it's a joke, let's all joke. You know what I mean? That's that's really what it is. And then when you start decide to take it seriously, I'll, I'll go back serious with you. You know, and then we could do that. Because that, that's just the way I view it, you know? If you don't take it seriously, why the fuck should I, you know? Um, not my fucking life. Um, so, yeah, I'm really, really happy that that uh, he's seemingly finding me. um I don't want to go with that just yet. Um, let's go with this other uh, Atticus Kogar and Brett Lauderdale thing. Um, this is, like, this is this, uh, Mike something or other, who I guess worked merchandise for GCW. Um, I, I'm not even gonna attempt to remember his name, because I I have no idea who this fucking person is. Well, apparently he was, like, working for GCW, and they did something with merch, and it's, like, real vague terms. Like, if you knew what he did with the merch, like, what did he, (laughs) that shit sounds crazy. I mean we got motherfuckers beating women up and you're like if you knew what he did with the merch. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I mean stealing whatever I I mean I I don't know what you're talking about. But uh if there was some kind of shady shit whatever uh they broke off. Well, he decided to start his own company. I guess the fucking Barry GCW. And uh it's like Circle 6. Which, I don't know what the fuck is that supposed to mean, either. Like, I'm way out of the loop on all this shit. Maybe that's got some actual meaning to it. I don't know. And I guess it kind of works with Chance, because, you know, Circle Six, you know, like, follows that, eh, 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 you know, like, three letters. Um, but, I, people name some crazy-ass names. But, uh, so it's like a deathmatch company, I guess, out in California, and, um then they're, like, I guess signing people to exclusive contracts, and it seems like it's all, like, you know, GCW-based. Like, they're they're trying to battle them, I, which is fucking ridiculous. I mean, GCW is the biggest fucking indie out there right now. And I know, like, that may not be saying much, because honestly the indies as a whole isn't very strong czw isn't what they were ring of honor is pretty much gone iwa mid-south is just a a fucking repeatedly kicked dead horse like you know like it's just it's bad and then uh, you know um pwg like i think they exist but i'm not fully positive because it's like they pop up and go away and I heard Bola happen but then they wait like six months to put a DVD out or some kind of shit like they, it's almost like they try to not be known about like they have that little joint that they pack and then they're like I don't give a fuck if anyone else ever sees this <laughs> like alright guys I, I don't know it just doesn't seem as readily available you would think for the product that they put on and they have put on over the years like they do that fucking high impact fucking you know, super indie style, as good or if not better than anybody. I mean, some of the shit they put on in the past is like the shit that AEW is trying to do now, is, you know, with the Bucks and this guy, you know, Cole and all that shit. At least I think that's what they're doing, because they all work there, but uh, I don't really watch it. Um, But, and I think Steen was supposed to maybe sign there or something, there was hints about it or some shit a while back. Again, I don't know. Maybe he's there already for all I know. Um, but you would figure they would have some kind of pay-per-view or high pay-per-view or fucking something. It's it's real weird. But, but again, the indies are, are kind of suffering, you know. There's talent. There's definitely fucking talent. But now with the way AEW structured and, like, really pulling, like, indie talent talents, and NXT pulling the other side of things, like there's more of those top guys that don't really exist on the indies quite as much anymore. There's still guy, I mean, there's still guys on the indies that should be signed and and shit like this, but it's it's not quite like it was. It's just not. So again, call it for what it is, but GCW I think is the absolute top of the indies at the moment. Um, the way that they're moving around and packing buildings everywhere they go, um, versatile in styles and being able to, to grab some of this audience and that audience, and you know have a, have a core following. I mean that's um, that's great. I mean I, you know, I'll never root for Brett, but you know you can't. That's the thing. Like this is this is another common theme with with me and. The way I talk about people and the way I feel about people, you have to understand it's unbiased. Because if I, if they did something good, I'd give them credit for it. That's that's just the way I operate. It's it's not just like, oh, this guy just says that because he hates him. Well, pay attention to what I'm saying rather than that. Because over the years, that's what it's been. It's It's been, J-Cat just hates that dude, J-Cat. But anyway, so Atticus Kogar, I guess, was, like, one of the first guys to kind of defect and uh, tell Brett, oh, yeah, I'm not working here anymore. I'm working at uh, Circle Six. So uh, I guess he stormed off of um, GCW. Uh, that's at least what they're saying. Um, and then uh, he was. they were trying to sign A.J. Gray, supposedly, and... Uh, he was told like, nah, you can't, uh, you can't go there, or you can't work here, or some shit like that with GCW. So he stayed with GCW. The rumor is, 'cause there's some like account, it's a uh, GCW truther on Twitter, that they're just saying like backstage shit, whatever, fuck, I don't know. It's one, of, but you know what the problem is with that? I'll just tell you like, and I'm not saying problem because all this shit should be secret. I don't give a fuck if it is or not. Um, but the, here's where you guys got yourself that account. I don't know who the fuck. Or where the fuck that came from, but you know that's that's from you guys have been letting fans in the back for a long fucking time since day one, because Brett ain't shit but a fan in the back that's been fucking you know doing well for himself, so now he's 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 who he is, but that's all he's ever been was a fan in the back, and because uh, what the fuck talent did he have? He used the fucking blueprint that already existed with CZW. He did CZW the right way with another fucking somebody else's letters. It it was what CZW should have always fucking been. And as soon as it could have got back to that, to fucking finding small venues and fucking smashing through light tubes and jumping off roofs and shit like that. Like, if you could have kept that shit going with the fucking best high flying out there and all that. Like, if you could have... Could just kept that going in CZW, CZW would have been at that level still. But they died off because they, they killed off that fan base. As soon as that fucking product showed back up with other letters, it, it was fucking easy. You know, I mean, it's still, it, it takes more than just saying that I understand, so I'm not giving them no credit, but I'm just saying as far as actual talent, come on, man, Get the fuck out of here. Doesn't have an athletic bone in his body uh, you know, smart, eh, I don't know, I mean, like, weasel smart, you know, he definitely knows how to weasel people, but other than that, he's not, like, some genius, I mean, I've heard people say stupid shit like that, but that's insane, it's just, you know, and, and you see the way that, like, all these different guys who have come through GCW have have done, you know, over the years, and And they put this guy on a pedestal and they talk this up and they look the other way for this and they look the other way for that and then this one's dead and then this one's doing this and this one's doing that. And then they put up some statement like, oh, I didn't see that coming. You know, it's just, it's just dirtball shit. But, you know, um, we'll get back to all of that. Um, But yeah, so I, I guess the rumor had it as far as uh, the A.J. Gray thing, was he was supposed to go to Circle Six. He Because he didn't go to Circle Six, he got the spot that Atticus Kogar was supposed to get, which was a title shot, maybe win, against Moxley on spring break. But now that shit's out there, so, I mean, you don't know who's winning that match, but supposedly that was, like, his reward for not going to the other joint. Um, and then the rumor had it that you know, on this, this account, I think it it was on, it was either on there or I heard it from somebody that, that the rumor had it, that was the reason for the gauge contract. More than anything was like, oh, we need to keep him here because they're willing to sign him. He was going to move over there and train their students or some kind of shit. And, uh, you know, that would have been it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, that, that's kind of wild. I mean, I don't, I don't understand how, like, a company would just upstart, grab a handful of deathmatch wrestlers, and compete with GCW. They're doing too big shit. Like, the shit that they're doing is too big. You know? I mean, they're gonna have to discard some motherfuckers, you know, just based off of, like, the shit that's going on. You know, which I'm sure is just as good as done. Like, G. Raver will never work there again. I I don't think. Um, You know, we'll see what goes on with that. But, um... Let me see. What else do I got? Let's just go with that. So G Braver, like, so this cat supposedly got into a fight with Tremont over. said that shit with a really crazy accent? Um. Over a fucking, a chick. It was like a student, I guess. Let me see. I gotta go back into my motherfucking. Well, I was getting like all these these fucking. Facebook messages, and and screenshots, and all this shit today. Um, Okay, so this chick says, uh, no more vague posts. In 2020, G. Raver physically attacked me by repeatedly punching me in the face and head, which led to a series of seizures. I'm epileptic and a very swollen face. This man is dangerous, manipulative, and a drug addict. He's dangerous to every woman he encounters and shouldn't be in this community anymore. For everyone who knew but turned ahead because he used to be a good wrestler, eat shit. Stop protecting lunatics. Yo, so, uh, hey, yo. That's that shit that I'm talking about. And and the thing with that is... Y'all knew about this shit. There's no way you don't... You can't fucking brother, 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 brother. He's my brother, he's my brother. He's a good guy, he's my brother. You know every fucking thing about the guy until some shit goes down, and then y'all back the fuck up and go, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. That shit don't make no fucking sense to me. Fuck G. Raver, because I said that shit from the start when he threw my boy Shaheen under the fucking bus with the with the Cornette shit. When he made a bigger deal about what Cornette said to hurt his fucking feelings than he did about his actual fucking physical injury. That shit turned so weird. Like it started really feeling like Cornette injured him, like he was the one that fucking uh, diced his arm and shit off the fucking light tube. You know what I mean? It just that shit looked like clown shit the whole time, because they went all in on that. Cornette, like dude, all he said was some. He just said some shit. You were out there physically punching women. fuck are we talking about how the fuck are we allowing these scumbags to stand around and talk shit about a motherfucker who just said something like he's the worst person on the planet when that same fucking person is punching women in the motherfucking face and you clowns you fucking dirtbags stick up for people like this and you try to like buddy buddy up with them and oh fuck jay fuck you. fuck you buddy you, you piece of shit like you don't know a motherfucking thing because all of you motherfuckers are piling up with these scumbags that's who you are that that's what you look up to is these motherfuckers you're all rallying around all oh, we need to support a brother fuck cornet yeah i need five of those shirts oh you made another one with red on the get the fuck out of here you motherfuckers are clowns, straight-up fucking clowns. Look at this motherfucker. You can't tell some shit's up there? And here's the other thing. Yo, like, I hear, oh, Tremont, Tremont saved the girl. Oh, yeah, he, he, he got into a fight because he wasn't having it. Yeah, let's, let's, let's back up a bit. He's the one that brought in a drug addict around these students. He's the one that had this fucking guy right there with him. He's the one that kept booking him, kept bringing him into his fucking warehouse. Now he's a drug addict himself. Let's not get that fucking twisted. So why aren't we ever going to put morals to this whole fucking thing? Because the thing is, is like I said from the start, you're going to have to scorch the fucking earth and you're not willing to do it. You're going to have to and you're not willing to. So stop pretending like that's your goal. You know, I, I'm so tired of hearing Tara Calloway show up on every fucking post. Like she's the fucking leader of the women's movement when she was in fucking CZW in the Dojo Wars with DJ training her creepy DJ, Oh, super creepy DJ, and then fucking you were right there, right at the merch tables, right hanging out while Jeff was begging himself into the fucking company to get he just wanted to work there so fucking bad because CZW was still kind of a something. At least they thought. At that point it was dead. But he needed to be there. It just needed to be something he needed to be at. So all this shit was still going on. And again, man, I knew about this shit. I knew about all this shit. And I talked about it all. And y'all motherfuckers kept turning your head and turning your head. And you were there. But, oh, that's not me, uh, Just not me. And then as soon as the work dried up, as soon as the booking stopped, then motherfuckers were outraged. Banned this motherfucker, shut his shows down. I didn't see a fucking picket sign with you when you were at the fucking merch table. And and, and again, continued story is like, oh, I, I just found out. Oh, really, after the fans? is that That's when you found out? You were in the fucking same locker room with the person who was beating the other person... Who's, who's fucking blatantly saying that everybody knew about it? But you guys are just going to keep going, oh my god, I haven't supported the women. You poor girl. Are you fucking kidding me? Marcus Crane's dying in front of you and you like wait till he dies and go, oh my god. Matt Tremont is a fucking drug addict. Why are we allowing him to train students? Do you think drug addicts should be training a fucking student of anything? If you do, then maybe we're not the same type of people. Maybe, maybe we have a different fucking standard for who you should pay to teach you a motherfucking thing. I don't give a fuck what you're teaching. If you're addicted to fucking drugs, I don't want you fucking teaching me. That, that's just me. I, I don't know. I don't know. That maybe, maybe I'm just my standards are too high or some kind of shit like that. Especially when you're teaching something that, to learn to trust somebody else with your body. And the way we're teaching it is is on some shit, you know. This is this is the thing, you know. When you have these people around, and then you invite more of those type of people, and then shit breaks out, and maybe you pull them off the student after they beat them up and do whatever the fuck else with them, but it's too fucking late for that. You brought this this environment is what it is, you know. It it doesn't make sense to continue to fucking you know, and, and like to, to you know this one, and the, there's another one. Uh, we'll talk about that one in a minute. But um, you know these chicks too. The, the chicks that get involved in this shit, they're fucking idiots. I, I'm not gonna let them off the hook on this either. I'm not saying it's their fault, but I'm just saying they're they're fucking uh, they're naive. They're not like they're they're walking off a cliff and then wondering why the fuck they fell. It's if you walk into this circle of human beings and be like, these are the type of people I want to date, then you're fucking dumb. I'm sorry, but you are. I don't think you deserve what you're getting. I, I, I wish you had better judgment. But I can't come out of this going, you're a respectable fucking adult. Like, the the one that he fucking beat is dating Danny D'Amato now. The fuck are we talking? Yo. He's got fucking domestics in his past too. She's—he's got an ex with pictures with a fucking bruised face online. Unless that was some stage shit or something, I don't fucking. Someone made an Instagram and I seen this shit with her face beat up and him with a fucking police uh, mugshot. So what the fuck are we talking about? You went from one abuser to another one, and now he's the guy. He's a good guy now. Okay, I mean fuck, but but if some shit happens there. I'm not gonna go, oh my god. I'm gonna go, what the fuck do you think was gonna happen? But I'm I'm this is this is why like in the wrestling world I'm a dickhead because I, I'm not I'm not willing to play games with y'all. I'm not I'm I don't wanna play along. I'm not playing make believe with y'all. I I'll just see a fucking drug addict and go, Oh, that dude's fucked up. Oh no, he's fine. Oh, he's fine. No, no, I saw him. I he's fine. I think he's fine. Alright, man, what the fuck? We're going to play like that. That shit is crazy. I'm not down with it. I'm just not down with it. You know? And um, fuck a G-Raver. And and like I said, uh, there's too much of this shit around. And and every time someone dies, people swear, oh, we need change. We need this. But then nothing happens. It's a big secret society where you hide the worst fucking things that could be going on in a human's life. You hide the fucking just... Terrible fucking acts, terrible fucking uh, uh, care for yourself, disregard for your own well-being on all fucking costs, and everybody just keeps quiet and then goes, oh, when they die. And it's like, what the fuck, man? That's just like another way to sell a T-shirt and, and, a, and another wrestling show. You get a memorial show and a fucking T-shirt out of it for, for a person's life. And to me, it ain't fucking worth it. So that's why like, I stopped fucking I, – I can't watch it the way I used to. I can't look at it like something that I just, like, respect because there's too many motherfuckers just dropping off, and there's too many people just lying to my fucking face, and I'm a grown-ass man. You know, there was a point where – and I believe that Tremont started out as a good guy. I don't think he's a good guy now. I just don't. I saw a point where the – well, in the wrestling world, you'd call it a carny. I saw a point where the Huffler came out, and he was just trying to sell you broken shit, you know? When the Fiend comes out, and he just starts trying to pedal shit at you, and it's just like, yo, is Dove's radio out? It's like, shit says 98 on the fucking thing. It says Jim. Is this Jim's radio? You know, like, nah, man, this is the new Jim edition of the fucking, (laughs) and you're like, bro. This is the type of shit they would try to sell on on some of these shows or some of these matches. And it was just like you'd show up and you just got beat for your money. And if you didn't see it that way, then, I mean, I guess quality of match or quality of show doesn't really mean anything to some of you. But I hold them to the standard that they created. That's the way I've always said, is if you show me the fucking cage of death, the tournament of death, the king of the death, the... I know I said a lot of death, but the best of the best, the... um. You know, some of the different shit they've had, uh, the the DeBolas, the, you know, the the Ted the You know, you've seen some of these amazing fucking tournaments and shows and the amount of talent that they could pack in. And although you can't do that talent regularly, but you've seen great runs from a company where match after match, show after show, they knocked it out of the fucking park. Like, you just, if you've been around for long enough, you're too smart to know any fucking different. So when somebody like Shindy tries to be like, no, you don't want to miss this one, and you're like, I have to not fucking believe a word you're saying now because you know goddamn well that show ain't going to fucking blow my mind. Like you, you know fucking well. So now I have to look at you like, oh, you're just lying to me, and I have to pretend like that's okay. I don't know, buddy. Maybe I have plans that night. Now, fuck out of here, bro. I don't want to watch your fucking show. I don't want to watch your bullshit. Uh, don't don't fucking talk to me again, actually, because now I can't believe a fucking word you're saying because you're talking to another grown man and saying, yo, you can't miss this show. I work six days a week, bro. I'm a grown-ass man. You want me to spend my fucking hard-earned money on some shit where you just, like, hook, line, and fucking sinker, pulled me in, fucking bait and switch? Hey, get the fuck out of here. I ain't got time for that shit. That's why I started to get a little bit more, like, irritated at that card subject to change. And they some of them really embraced that shit. They know goddamn well shit ain't about to go the way that they planned it. And I just started to get tired of the, the build shows and the, oh, we got to put a lot more comedy into it. We got to, you know, some of the shows you could just tell motherfuckers weren't taken seriously. Other nights they were trying to fucking make best of DVDs. And you're like, what the fuck? You would just see night and day. Sometimes they would be the big name shows. Sometimes they'd be kind of random. You know, even, even with, you know, CCW. you know, towards the, um, like, late 2000s and shit like that. Some of the shows would be, like, top, top notch where you were just like, oh, shit. And then other ones you'd be like, oh, yeah, next month's going to be crazy, you know. But it took a while of just, like, spending money on every fucking month to fi- finally go like, oh, sometimes it's not quite, you know, but it costs the same amount of fucking money and it, it takes the same amount of time and the time off work and the time, you know, so as you get older, for, at least for me, I was just like, I got too smart for it and that's, that's not really, I'm not trying to put myself on some kind of plateau or anything like that. I'm just saying like, I feel like I was on just like that, that treadmill for a while and I was just like, we're we're just doing the same thing over and over and over. Every month we'll just go. Some months will be good, some months won't. I, I didn't want to do that shit no more you know, I lost tolerance for all of it, but I, I, you know, I just think that's, that's a lot of what it is, it's just the repetition, you know, yo, let me, um, let me hop on this break real quick, come back, and while and I'll hit more of this shit, because I got more of it, and, uh, let me see, because I saw tracks down here, I, I didn't have this shit for so long, I forgot what I even had on the fucking thing, let's go a quick one, it's the return of the real nigga with real shit And when the smoke dies down, there's still a nigga left to deal with This motherfucker stand in one deep solo Exercising parts of the game, Both don't know So caps when you rap, but I bust back at your zone bitch. And this is always all day dinner. And bitches who be stressing me out, I get better. I'm sicker, gorilla in these goddamn streets, walking up on my My dime down cock and shine Just a homie from the hood had the paper still about to grind What you thought this was? That's that shit right there. Um, But, yeah, then there was more on this shit with uh, G. Raver, where apparently he quit drinking hard alcohol. Uh, All his posts on on the fucking Twitter, he's just, like, Mm -hmm. real arrogant and, like, self-centered about the shit. Like, it's all about him and this chick. Stopped talking to him for two years, so she didn't seem to care about him then. Like, shit, it ain't about you, bro. Like, obviously, you did some fucking severe shit. And then she came back out of the woodwork like, yo, me too. Like, that's talking about the Me Too shit. Like, some of them, I mean, some of them are just keeping fucking quiet. And then when somebody else comes out, they're like, oh, yeah, that's right. Just being we're talking about it. You know. But uh, she said straight up that uh, he stopped drinking to smoke meth. <laughs> like, dog. Yeah. It's wild. Uh, the whole shit. So then I got some more fun shit. This this was this was better, I mean, just, just for me, because, personally, like, this motherfucker here, like, he's a little dork, you know, like, to me, i seen a motherfucker like this, like, I didn't know shit about Scotty Satire is who I'm talking about, uh, Scotty Satiri, I just want to be sure, so that way, like, you know, when I bury the motherfucker, no one gets, uh, uh, you know, confused on who the fuck I'm talking about, um, he was like a commentator, ring announcer for a little bullshit fucking feds up north. And believe me, like I, they could be one of the top feds. I don't really know for sure exactly where he was at. None of it means shit to me, so don't even like pin what I'm talking about. Like I'm like I'm trying to bury a fed. I don't give a fuck about it. Um, that's that's really not my agenda at all. But this kid worked for one of those joints. Those joints. Um, the problem with Scotty is like I never fucking knew this kid. At all, like I couldn't have picked him out of a fucking crowd until he started talking shit about me, but every time someone had a problem with me, whether it be hamhead when hamhead popped off, he like would piggyback on that shit, and he would jump on the thread, yeah, fuck j cat, fuck j cat, and so I started calling like a couple of these motherfuckers out by name, and then when I did that, he's like, "Oh, this dude's obsessed with me, this dude's obsessed with me, and I'm like bro like. Every fucking time my name comes up, you come out of the woodwork on some fuck J-Cast shit, but, like, I don't fucking know you. And what's funny is, like, that dude, um, he had said some old stupid shit about me, and I think I said something about it on, I buried him on the show. The fucking, like, the next GCW show, I had already stopped attending. So that's why a lot of these motherfuckers like that kid, like, felt safe. Because, number one, he had, like, smoothed up to all these wrestlers that he felt would, would fucking save his ass, And then on the other side of that, he was like, yo, like, dude doesn't even attend shows. Where are we going to bump into each other? And that's exactly what's kept him safe all these these years, Uh, straight up. Because, like, I'm not going to fucking see this dude in in person and have not some shit happen. That's just not the way it's going to go, not after all that wild shit he talked. I knew that, but, like... You know, I'm almost 44 years old. I have no reason in the fucking world to go out of my way to, to play with a fucking kid like this. You know what I mean? Because, I, again, I don't even know this guy. But he just he just talks real reckless, and he's a nerd. Like, he's, he's not a dude that – the thing is, is, like, he started talking on some of those threads like, yeah, I don't like that fucking guy. But, like, I'm not going to risk, like, you know, my spot, like, because he had, like, a commentator spot or some shit on one of these fucking feds. And I'm just like – this fucking guy's got to be kidding me. Like, he can't be talking to other people like like he would be whooping my ass if he had the chance to. Because on some real shit, like, if you could just look at, I, again, because I'm almost 44. I got three kids. I, got, I work six days a week. I have zero fucking time to catch an assault charge over some nerd on the internet. Zero fucking time. But if you could look at my fucking body and you could look at this fucking guy's body and, and, and talk to me for fucking ten minutes and talk to him for ten minutes and and come up with a, a calculated decision on who your fucking money's on if if shit got physical between the two of us. And if your money's on him, you're retarded. You're full on fucking retar- like you need a helmet to leave the fucking house. Yeah, I mean that's that's some old serious fucking that's some that's some damaged shit you're talking about, bro. Like I wish you luck in your future endeavors and shit. Like I ain't got nothing else to talk to you about because I, yo You got to be fucking kidding me. Like, it's not even, there's not a question in the fucking world. So, like, that was the type of dude that's talking this, like, reckless shit about me. I'm just like, yo, man, like, this dude, like, he just don't, I, I don't even understand where he thinks, like, this shit is cool what he's doing. So, I always just hated him because of that shit. Because it was, like, a dude that I would never get to that that point with, because I would keep myself from doing that, because, again, my life is good, man, like, I got way too much shit I'm worried about, I got animals, I got my kids, I got work, I got, I got way too much, bro, I can't wait, I can't lose five minutes of freedom on this fucking guy, let alone any more than that, and, uh, you know, hey, I just knew he was, he was a dirtbag, I just knew he was a dirtbag, because he, he was too just lost in this wrestling world, and just, that's all there was. him you know so today i was sent a screenshot that said scotty satiri has put me in uncomfortable situations that genuinely made me fear for the following actions aside from the blatant racism and verbal torment he subjects people to this man has and this man has and i fear has probably continued to put vulnerable women in dangerous situations and then this other chick, she chimed in because she saw that and was like, uh, Scotty Satiri is verbally abusive racist. A verbally abusive racist. His racism dates back to prior to getting into the wrestling business and has multiple witnesses besides myself. He's openly said the N-word not only in front of minority wrestlers, but to an African-American woman he's dating with little, no regard to consequences. Um uh, Scotty um, also has a history of delivering unprompted and unwarranted verbally abusive jabs at not only myself, but to his closest friends and colleagues for no reason but pure pettiness. I've heard he's been verbally abusive to his fi- uh, fiancé to the point where things get physical. Since the deaths of Adam Bueller, Danny Havoc, and Cole45, Satiri has begun dabbling heavily in methamphetamines. Yay! So that's that's like where he's at there, and like it, it's continuous, just like people saying like this dude's dangerous, like they don't trust this fucking guy around them. Da da da. So like, okay, didn't I fucking call that shit? Didn't I fucking call that shit? And, and here's the funny shit: it's because you got motherfuckers like G Raver, methed out. You got fucking. Scotty Satire, messed out. Yo, who the fuck told you, you motherfuckers, that shit was cool? Like, there's cool drugs, and there's not cool drugs. And I'm not saying, like, anyone should just be on drugs. I'm not, like, but I'm saying, like, if you're a weed guy, it's kind of a cool drug. You know, if that's all you're really up to, it's kind of cool. Coke had its, like, allure to it, too, because you could see people that are on, like, a higher class, like, doing, like, High-end coke and shit like this. When it comes to like heroin, doesn't it get mess, It gets messy real fucking fast. Pills gets fucking messy fast. You know what I mean? You can only maintain that for so long before you need like massive amounts, and and it's not cool. Anything like too fucking like crate crack has never been a high-end fucking drug. That, that's been some bum shit. The like, crack has been bum shit since day one. Um, and then fucking like meth, bro. That's like. Trailer park shit. That's just just gross, low end fucking trucker speed. You know what I mean? That's what. That's that low shit. That that's tweaker shit. So like, I don't understand how anyone talks any one of you motherfuckers into any of this shit. Because like, what the fuck you mean? Like I'm gonna just casually be on meth? Or I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little heroin? What the fuck are you talking about? Nobody does that shit. Nobody lives a successful life doing a little bit of that head that heavy shit. Fuck no, it might start out like You ain't maintaining no fucking years on that shit, like on a good level, just killing it in life. Are you fucking kidding me? You're a goddamn fool. But it's good, man, like, because, you know, with a cat like this, I don't like this little motherfucker. So if he just di- oh, dies on meth, I don't give a fuck, man. I'm good. I am good. I know I ain't got to worry about that shit, because ain't, ain't none of that shit coursing through me. You know, I'm over here fucking killing it in my home gym. You know what I mean? I don't, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's why, like, people want to hate on me. They want to put themselves up against me or I'm doing this and look at him and whatever. Bro, I don't, you call it what you want to call it, man. Ain't shit about what I'm doing successful, but in the same token, it's 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 everything I need, man. It's my family, my animals, and a job I fucking love you know what I mean, that I've been doing for 21 years, and almost 21 years, and, um, you know, I put every fucking thing into it, I I genuinely love what I do, it's hard, man, there's a lot of really difficult shit in my job, both physically, mentally, emotionally, it just, there's a lot to it, but, man, there's nowhere I'd rather be, you know, but that's, that's my life versus what you're doing, and I, I don't, I'm not envious, I'm not envious, so, if you don't like what I'm doing, then just, that's cool, man. You just, you don't need to. That ain't got shit to do with what I'm doing, whether you like it or not. I don't give a fuck about that. Because I don't really intrude on your actual, like, space or life. Like, I don't fuck up your day. Like, I mean, I might say some shit that hurts your fucking feelings, but I don't give a shit about that either. Because you could say some shit, and I choose not to let it fucking do a thing to me. Or, or retaliate and, and make you look stupid. You know what I mean? That, that's... That's my options there, you know what I mean? But I'm not worried about none of that shit. That's why, like, all this, this internet, blah, 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 it, it is what it is, you know? I, I know who the fuck I am, and I know, like, on a regular day-to-day basis, I don't have anybody coming and fucking me up. So all of that, I would do this, and I would do that on the internet. That dude from the meth hour, fucking Mike uh, uh, Mike Thick still, still ain't whooped my ass. That dude swore he was gonna fuck me up for everything. Oh, to fucking because I would I would make fun of his whole shit because he's a fucking clown. He's still a clown. He's still ain't kicking my ass. So that's what I'm talking about. I, I ain't got to go look for none of these motherfuckers. I don't give a fuck about a single one of them. I keep them in mind because it's just conversations and shit that happens. But, bruh, it's it's nothing. You know, again, this is the little little side thing I do every once in a while, been about some shit here and there. But like when all of a sudden I start getting screenshots, like this dude's all messed and bitches are scared of him. <laughs> I'm dying, you know, cuz I I ain't, ain't got to do a fucking thing. Y'all y'all can't handle your own shit. You're not in control of your world. I'm I'm doing alright, you know. So I'll just I'll just keep doing that. Cuz I think it's dope you do you what you doing ain't looking good you know but yeah let me see uh, what else i got um oh um gcw's running in cali the same day as xbw so i guess they're going to call it paranoid um so i guess they're going to battle out there um War. Oh, yeah, man. This shit, it's crazy. I don't know too much about it, man, because I really try to stay, like, not focused on that. But you can't ignore the fact that one country invaded another. Um, You know, Russia invading Ukraine is is fucking terrible. Um, You know, and then for that shit to be going on, and, and, and Trump is, like, holding his little fucking rallies with his nuts over there. And he's praising Putin, saying that it's a genius move, and he completely understands it, and all of this bullshit. That's a terrible fucking message to send. And this guy's going to be back on the fucking ballot, too. Don't get it fucked up. And don't fucking, for one second, be like, oh, things were better with Trump. you got to listen to the fucking hate this dude is still pushing. He's still pushing that heavy fucking hate, man. It ain't it ain't about, like, oh, well, this, this gas price went up. Gas price ain't got shit to do with nothing. Like, everybody's all locked in on that shit. I know there's some things that aren't being handled right. Just just vote in another direction. Don't let it be that one. Because that motherfucker, like... He's on some shit, man. It's a bad message to send, man. It's bad enough that this shit is going on over there. But then to just, like, double down on it. Like, yeah, that's... Yeah, that's, uh, I can see why that's going on. What the fuck? Um... Uh, Cody Rhodes leaves AEW. That's wild. Oh, yeah, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know shit about it, but I got to imagine it's either temporary or who knows. I, can, I thought he was, like, too big of a part of it to really be bailing on it, you know, in any large capacity. But And it seems to be amicable, so it doesn't seem like it's something they're not going to patch up or, or, you know, like he's just taking a break. I don't know. I don't know shit about it uh Zandig yeah Zandig's still going Trump that dude is not only going Trump that dude is heavily fucking racist like that dude legitimately posted like when is white history month like during black history month like that's like that's the type of shit that he said uh he said um he's not watching the super bowl there's too many non-americans in it like this is the type of shit he's on that type of shit and that's that's that scary shit to me because it's like that had to be in the back of this motherfucker's mind, man. When I showed up in there in 2001, and CZW was running shows in Sewell, and they had fucking, um, uh, and Rebel versus Ruckus and shit, and Ruckus, uh, came out, fucking, uh, 187 on an undercover cop, <laughs> that shit. Yeah, deep cover on, and, uh, he would come out to that shit, and, uh, rebel came out, fucking hit him with a watermelon and a bucket of chicken and had the fucking rebel flag and all this other shit and it was like the whole fucking the whole program. He had a few with him, the whole program was racist. He had like a crew of little racist kids with him. And and just he just fucking rolled like that. And then, like in the back of his mind, like, you know Zandig was like, Yeah Because how could he be on this shit now if he didn't have any feelings like that ever? Like, he always had to be a little bit on that shit. It's weird, man. It's it's fucking weird. I just never seen, and that's the thing, I don't give a fuck about a Joe Biden. I don't. I wanted anybody but fucking Trump in there. And I don't think it's worse right now. I just don't. I, I don't think the hate is as facilitated as it was before, and I think that creates way bigger problems than everything else that we could be talking about. The blatant fucking hatred and, and the way that that's mobilized so many people. And right now, like, we're still, there's no, like, quick undoing that. He really, like, opened the fucking floodgates. Like, there's sides now and shit. Are you a damn or you a lib? Like, bro, like, I'm not... I'm not about that shit. You know what I mean? But you, again, like I voted for Biden. You don't see me with a Biden flag. You don't see me with a Biden hat. I'm not like Biden till the fucking death, motherfucker. Like, if, if he lost, I wouldn't be like bullshit. Like, I, you know what I mean? I believe there's enough crazy motherfuckers in this country to vote this asshole back in. That's I actually believe that shit because I don't know what the fuck is going on anymore. Because it, there's too many crazy motherfuckers But I wouldn't be like You're fucking lying He couldn't lose I, And I wouldn't have like his flag on the lawn For another three years after he lost the fucking election Like I wouldn't do any of the things That these, these cats are doing So it's it's not about like Oh well how's your guy doing He's not my fucking guy You shouldn't have a guy either You're a fucking weirdo And that's, that's why like you motherfuckers I can't identify with you Because you're like a Super fan of the president when the fuck have we ever had that when when has anybody been that riled up about the Republican or Democrat president like that riled up like fucking t-shirts bumper stickers flag out front of your house more prominent than the American flag is the fucking Trump flag so what is it what is it about because it's not the country otherwise it wouldn't be that one some of them, some of you guys got both on the same truck but um a lot of you motherfuckers have that before the other. And it's like wow man It's weird. It's just fucking it's it's weird like this this cult. It's fucking weird. I just don't see the Biden cult. I just think there's definitely people who are against Trump. I don't know that there's like that level of fandom around any other fucking president. That doesn't, doesn't make him the best president ever. I mean, something weird's going on there. I don't know. It's fucking wild. Um, And that's Zandig. Zandig is just a fucking brainwashed fucking moron. Look at Drake. Drake's a fucking... Jesus Christ. This is a guy who's like... When he showed up in Tournament of Death, Drake, he... um. We were talking to him. It was his first show. It was his debut show. And he thought my back was awesome. My uh, tiger stripes on my back. He actually later on made me um, on on the show that Dingo was on at the arena. He's like, you got to see his back, man. And then he, he made us take a picture together with the fucking back tattoos because he had like a dragon on his back or some shit. <laughs> Just, that, that was like the level of like, conversation you had with him. Like, and what, the first day we talked to him at that tournament of death. And, um, he was like, he's like, yeah, man, he's like, he's talking and he's like, I gonna do the flippy thing on the chair. Cause that was one of his big spots was just taking like a fucking him to the fucking steel chair to the outside off the apron. So that was like his big fucking, like, that was one of his big like spots where he would just, he'd get that pop because he just fucking flattened the chair on the floor. And, um, this this guy goes from this to now, like, running for office of some sort, like, just out of his fucking mind, like, the only thing that matters to him is being, like, anti-abortion, that's, like, his, his entire mission of life, and it's, like, bro, like, this is so far separated from the dude that I, I used to talk to, and, like, I know, like, you know, he got off the ship, but like, he got on something else. Like, it's it's weird because he's just so driven by this this mentality. It's it's fucking strange because it's not just a normal functioning person that happens to have a thought on something. It's like it's his mission. I I don't don't know. I don't get it. It has nothing to do with again, like, with the anti-abortion thing. I think it's ridiculous because there's so many unwanted kids out there that none of those same people are doing anything to help out. Um, You know, it's, there's massive, massive poverty in this country and gross overpopulation everywhere. And it's like, Nope, no matter what. And it's like, Oh, well this, this guy, uh, this this girl's uncle raped her at fucking 11 years old, and somehow she got pregnant. Well, no, gotta have it. That's fucking ignorant. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's so much to it that's like, you guys aren't interested in what's best for the person, the child, the fucking anything. It, it's about this wild, weird fucking agenda. That you're tying to just like a piece of the Bible for what that is, because it says a lot of shit that you're up to. You know? That's why I'm not really about all I should just try to be like a moral person, try to live like a, you know, don't fuck people over and shit like this and believe in whatever you want to believe in. It's all good with me. But if you're going to try to beat somebody in the head over a belief that was off of a book that you're only paying attention to three pages of, then you're a fucking asshole. So, I mean, that's that's just me. Um, Mike Bailey is back. I don't give a fuck. I thought I cared. Um, when I first saw he was coming back and he was up against somebody. Who the fuck was he up against? Shit. I don't remember. He was up against somebody that I was excited for. Maybe Deppin? And, and it's just, I rem, it reminded me that I just think he's corny and I think he's got a lot of athletic talent and shit, but he's just a cornball. And, like, his whole, like, Presentation just comes off weird to me, and I it just it doesn't have that anger and that intensity. He's got too much of like a half a smile on, like he's doing like a like a demonstration for a child's birthday party or some shit. Like, and again, I gotta be like the adult going, "Oh, he's he's doing that on purpose." All right, here we go. Yeah, I, I don't know. it's just it just doesn't come off like fight energy to me. Like he doesn't ever look mad. I think his selling on the, the like the entire thing being a match is is strange. Uh, it's his he can't cut a fucking promo. He can't even put on like a promo face. <laughs> like the dude's his personality is kind of trash. For that, I mean, as far as I know, outside of the ring, he's a, he's a, he's a good dude. I've never heard anything bad about him. He 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 was uh, fine on the. I think I interviewed him years ago. Um. Yeah, you know, it was fine. You know, I had no issues or anything like that. I don't have a problem with the dude, like personally or anything like that. But like as as a in ring guy, like again, athletically talented and in spots, I think he'll definitely shine. But I don't I don't uh, gravitate towards what he's up to at this point. You know, there's only there's really only a handful. It's not even fair. Like when you look at what I actually like and stuff like that, don't even say like, well, this shit's not good on the show because Jay doesn't like it because. I like so few things that I don't even fucking tie it to me. I'm just saying, like, just, just for me, you know? Um, spring Break, uh, Janela vs. X-Pac. Um, yeah, that's... um. So that comes off of... Um, yeah, that comes off of um, Joey turning heel. So um, and I think that's a good time for that. Um and the fans flip the fuck out. Which to me, this is this is also, you know, again another one of those insult your intelligence things. This is how you go heel. I'm not saying he insulted my intelligence or this this particular thing, but you'll see what I mean. Um, this is how you go heel when you're so insanely over with the crowd that you turning heel could send them into a fucking tailspin you can have them fucking throwing shit in the ring, losing their fucking minds. When you're just a wrestler that people always hated, you're not actually a heel. You're just a wrestler that people always hated. And that's that insult to the intelligence thing where various different wrestlers would be like, oh, no, you just, you're just mad because I'm such a great heel. And it's like, no, that's uh, that's not it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just not it um, yeah um, so that's that's a the thing called it x pac to me I don't like it um i understand first off, I was never an x pac guy um, um, i you know i mean I, I respect what he's done he when he did um you know, the one, two, three kid thing with Scott Hall and the fucking, you know, he was a giant killer and he did that ladder match with Scott Hall, um, and then, you know, doing X-Pac and 6-Pac and all of that shit, you know, from the, uh, the from the Wolf Pack to the fucking Degeneration X, this dude's been like a part of the biggest stables in wrestling in the 90s, um, but, I mean, I was just never, I didn't like his energy, I thought he looked like the, the little Rage of the Machine guy. That's, he just reminded me of the guy that was on the song yelling all the time, the way he jump up and down. And the Bronco Buster always looked gay to me, and that's not really my thing, you know. Um, so, you know, I mean, it's it's cool if you're gay. I'm saying I, I just don't need to see a guy jump on another guy's face over and over. That's just not really my personal thing, you know. If he ran from the other corner and kicked him in the face, I you know, I like that move a lot better even like a rolling cannonball, you know, like that, that would be more my style. Like this, this dude was just hopping up and down on him. Like he was one of those, those hoppy hops, those hoppity hops, the, the, the red ball that he kind of used the, the dude in the corner, like that shit. And I was just like, well, that's, that's not for me. I wouldn't have chose that type of offense if I was mad at somebody, <laughs> you know, like leaping your crotch at a guy cause you're mad at him. Like, that that doesn't really work for me. Um, and, you know, at the time, I was more into the WCW Lucha guys and, you know, the, the stuff some of those ECW guys were doing, the RVDs and, the you know, those guys. And, you know, I, that was just more my style. Like, I, I like the high-risk stuff they were doing there. And, um, you know, he wasn't really my guy. But right now, the thing that I have a problem with is he acts so like – like, he, he just bought a bummer sandwich. Like, he's in there like, oh, my God, guys, this is so great. Thank you so much for having me. And he's just too fucking humbled. At this point, whether I like you or not, you're fucking X-Pac. You're a guy who, who has been a fucking fixture in wrestling for all these fucking years on television. You were the part, a part of two of the biggest stables in wrestling of all time. You you were, you know, the guy with the fucking legendary ladder match fucking 30 years ago, however long ago that was, right? Like, this is, this is, why are you so fucking happy to be here? Like, I understand happy to be here. Why are you so humbled? You know, it just, that looks weird to me, you know? That, that doesn't look like, you know, you're here to fucking show somebody what's up. You're looking like you're so glad that they let you work a match, and that's fucking weird to me. So, that's just uh, the way I look at the Xbox shit. Um, and I don't, I don't think he can go, you know, to that level. I mean, Janelle will will, will make him look good, I think. You know? Um, Xbox knows how to work a match, and then Janelle will find the shit that's going to make him look good. You know, uh, he'll do the fucking uh, Canadian Destroyer. He has everyone do. And everything else, and... I'm sure, uh, X-Pac will hop up and down on his face, and all of that shit, but, you know, um, this is, uh, spring break, and then you got, uh, Tremont and Gage versus the Briscoes, well, that's good that they're getting a rematch at this, because the first one was fucking garbage, like squash match of one of the best fucking tag teams on the planet, that's fucking crazy, um, AJ Gray versus Moxley, mm, I'm not that big AJ Gray guy. He's all right, um, and he can do a lot, but something about him is just I don't I don't, I don't think uh, I think he's overrated. Um, Dickinson versus Cardona, yeah, man. Dickinson's coming back. He's wrestling Cardona. I think he's wrestling Suzuki, and I think he's supposed to wrestle Ishi that weekend. That's fucking scary, man. Like, I am a huge Chris Dickinson fan, and he's coming off of a huge fucking injury earlier than he should have, um, at least what was predicted. Um, I know Dickinson is, is in top physical shape, and if anyone can push himself beyond his, any, any normal person's expectations, it's Chris Dickinson but man i hope he's safe with these matches because uh he's gonna have to push himself in all three of these matches to to you know reclaim his spot with a very big statement i mean these matches are set up to be the weekend of his fucking life immediately coming back from major fucking injury that's that's a lot it's a lot to ask out of your body and um I just I really hope this weekend goes well for him because he deserves the spotlight and for shit to go well. You know, um so I'll be watching those matches for sure. And uh yeah. Effie versus Suzuki, I don't give a fuck about anything that starts with Effie. Um I think he's insanely overrated. He looks he looks like he's on drugs. I don't know if he is. If he's not, he's doing a hell of an act of being on drugs. Um, so, I mean, one thing or the other, either he's a really good actor, and then I'll give him some credit for that, um, or he needs to get off the shit, um, but that's, that's what that is, uh, Alex Zane is fucking stupid, um, that's, that's just how I see it, this dude is insanely athletically talented, he was on NXT, I think he got fired from there or some shit, um, insanely fucking talented and um I, like standing backflip he did like a front flip over a fucking car at the spring break or not spring break uh fucking 4th of July show whatever they call that shit um and uh he he's he's insanely fucking athletically talented and he's just dumb that that's the only way you can get around that i mean the guy his, his other gimmick, outside of being insanely athletically talented, is he worships Taco Bell. Like, Taco Bell is, like, the greatest fucking thing on the planet. And if you're a grown man who hasn't made cuisine past Taco Bell, then, you know, again, you'll have your favorite fast foods if you need to go get fast food while you're out. But if you're, like, really, like, hailing low-end fast food as an adult, you're, you're not that smart. That's just what that comes down to. Because if you really like Mexican food, there's a thousand fucking places that make better Mexican food than Taco Bell by fucking leaps and bounds. Like, there might be one in the same parking lot as the fucking Taco Bell. But, you know, I mean, if that's where you're at mentally, then that tells me everything I need to know, you know. And And I know, I mean, sponsorship is fucking tremendous. And if you can get that, great. But, again some of this shit doesn't add up because then you're doing a glass death match with Jimmy Jimmy Lloyd. Jimmy Lloyd is not athletically talented. He's the opposite of Alex Zane. He's never going to be on NXT. He's in horrible shape. He can't do anything athletically impressive. And I mean he he looks far more addicted to Taco Bell than you do. So I, on every level, there's like far more, uh, there, there's a big, big gap between one side and the other. So to do a glass death match with, with Jimmy Lloyd, and I'm not saying that the injuries specifically are Jimmy Lloyd's fault, but the, the fact that you're throwing yourself into this situation, to me, makes you insanely stupid. Um, he's got and, and I think the match was maybe mid-card or so. Um, you know, it just not not going to be spotlighted. Not going to be on anyone's highlight reel. Not going to be something people talk about five years from now. This is no Zandig Lobo. This is no, uh, you know, uh, Necro Butcher Joe. This is no fucking anything anyone's going to keep in their mind and hearts forever. But Alex Zane, gets glass in his fucking eye, which I don't even know what the outcome of that was. I don't know if, he, if he's going to have permanent damage or what? He has glass in his fucking eyeball that they had to do surgery on. But first, they had to get, put stitches in the giant fucking hole on the inside of his bicep, or was it, it might have been the forearm. Um, it was on the arm, but on the inside of the arm, which again, how far off are we from hitting the spot the gauge hit, you know, maybe a foot up on the arm. That same kind of thing. And I know it's a different spot. The way he went through the ropes was different to get him up higher and all this. But that fucking... That hole was deep as fuck. It was a giant hole in his fucking arm for a guy who was on NXT like two months ago. I believe it was around two months ago. Again, don't watch the product, but I want to say it's right around there. Fucking insanity to put yourself in this situation. You know, it's like that fucking... uh, the record skip. Oh, I bet you wondered how I fucking got into this predicament. Yeah, I do, asshole. What the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you wrestling Jimmy Lloyd on the mid card in glass? Why do you have glass in your fucking eyeball right now? How the fuck did you get in this predicament? What? What the fuck is going on? Why you got fucking cold Taco Bell in your gear bag, bro? This This is fucking out of hand. You know? Um... Yeah, it's just just wild shit to me. I just don't think it's a it's a good look at all. Um, yeah, that that's just how I feel about that shit. I mean, to each their own. Do what you want to fucking do. But again, like you know, time and time again, I pointed out a lot of these scumbags. I, um, you know, I I said a lot about a lot of people. And I feel like I gave rhymes and reasons for all those. I wasn't just, oh, fuck this guy and fuck that guy for this and for that. I just, you know, I feel like I'm pretty consistent. So, um, you know, give credit where credit is due. Again, shout out to Joey Janela. That dude is doing his fucking thing right now. Um, This isn't, you know, kissing anybody's ass. I think that should go without saying with me. Because I give credit where credit is due, and I bury motherfuckers when shit ain't up to par. And, uh, I've done both. So, um, but I, I love seeing people that I know could thrive, thrive. And, and Joey's doing that. Um, Gage, I hope he stays fucking right. Um, I hope things are going to go well with that. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to check out some of this shit coming up. Um I'm trying to think. I think there's something coming up, like, soon. So I think the other one's the end of March, right? All that other shit. I don't know. It, shit's always... Shit's always popping up. I don't know. I'm babbling at this point. Um, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. And... Um, Oh, yeah, actually, I meant to use this fucking drop. I didn't, but, you know, to summarize. I think wrestling is for fucking retards. Yeah.